You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops fans? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a killer week so far. I most certainly have been, because I just dropped a killer, killer beer collab. I'm so excited about it. It's called Sejus la Bière which translates to English, it's just beer, and this is a massive, massive episode about exactly that. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there is someone in your life that just loves craft beer, well, you should absolutely let them know that the Vox and Hops Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 300 episodes where I enjoy life, metal, and craft beer while hanging out with amazing musicians. If you would encourage one of your craft beer enthusiast friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. On today's episode, I am with Craig Thorne of the BAOS podcast, Noah Forrest of Beerism, Maxime Bergeron of BG Brasserie Urbaine, my good friend Kevin from La Canette, and the one, the only, Gabrielle, also known as Hoppy Bitch. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 332. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. I'll take, I'll take it from I'll take it from the top. There, uh, I am a person that has lots of ideas. Uh, sometimes those ideas come to fruition. Uh, it typically goes through like a a filter uh, before I bring it to fruition. Before I even pitch the idea, I typically pitch it to Jessica, my wife. Um, she's the producer of the podcast, and we've been together forever. She always helps me uh, think things through. Uh, having been from the outside of the beer industry, being a musician, I see a lot of similarities between the craft beer industry and the music industry, hence why the podcast exists and why it works. Um, and it's for good and for bad, you know, there's, there's good things that happen in the music industry. There's bad things that happen in the music industry. There's good things that happen in the beer industry. It's the yin and the yang. So so I pitched an idea that I had in my mind to Jessica. She approved it. And then my subsequent always second pitcher that I always pitch my my collab ideas to before I pitched them to breweries is Kevin. So La Canette is really exactly on the way home from the metro to my house. So I stop there frequently. And Kevin knows uh, either I'm saying um, I'm really tired <laughs> especially when i was doing brutal north america i was like i'm fucking tired and, or and then more recently I, I just pitch ideas to him and before heading to bg for their eighth anniversary i had this idea in my mind of doing a beer collab about the toxic uh beer industry beer scene and uh how we can just make it more pleasant for everyone and let's start a conversation kevin thought it was a good idea he loves bg and i actually discovered bg well, I fell back in love with BG because of Kevin, um, because I had bought a bunch of their beers when they were, um, I don't want to have Max on the podcast, I said this, a Vox and Hops podcast. Um, they were a grocery store beer before, and now they're fucking hype. So so props to you for, for doing that in a few short years. Uh, Kevin thought it was a good idea, so I went to the 
the eighth anniversary and I pitched the idea to Max and Max immediately liked the idea of doing a beer collab uh, where we can start a conversation about the toxicity in the beer industry, beer scene, Quebec beer scene, because it's a beautiful industry and beer is meant to be made and enjoyed. And he immediately came back with the idea of what if it was a four pack? What was Max's idea? To do the four pack. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then immediately I was like, let's get Hoppy Bitch in because when Hoppy Bitch dropped her black IPA, I was also dropping a black, black IPA at the same time. And she just wrote a message to me saying, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. C'est juste la bière. And I wrote back, I said, that would be a great beer name. For real. And, be and because of all of that, this is where we're... I came home from Quebec City and I wrote you guys all. Because immediately I thought of you, Craig, uh, BAOS to be a part of it. And obviously, uh, Noah from Beerism. And this is where the whole collab conversation started. I didn't know... The Max was the reason for the four pack and the Gap was the reason for the name. The yeah. one thing to a little bit more context was we had talked, so we had a chat with Noah, Matt, myself and Kevin, and we were shooting the shit. I think we were complaining about something or as we probably do and whatever. And we were like, yeah, we should, we should do a collab or like we were talking about doing a collab of sorts. And I think then, yeah, go on, Gap. Today I realized uh, it's been uh, two years today, I said for the first time, c'est juste la bière. Really? I saw it on, on my uh, Facebook uh, souvenir, and it, it was at the anniversary of uh, uh, Brasserie's Bocanada. People were was uh, stealing glass from oh, yeah, them, yeah. and a lot of things. I was and people went crazy. I was like. Yo, guys, it's just beer. So today, it's been two years ago that I say that for the first time. I think it's it's very funny that now we have a beer with, with this. Yeah, it's amazing. So it happened so quickly. It happened so quickly. I came home from that. I started the chat with everyone. Uh, I get a lot of emails and chat done in public transport as I head to my day job. And uh, it just it just happened like that. The same night at BJ, uh, we came up with the idea of doing we we at first we were fucking around with the idea of doing let's do the most stupidest beers possible and then i felt guilty because uh, there's another project that basically we're all involved in which will be out very shortly that that idea was already in creation so it quickly transformed into i think it was emil actually that suggested why don't we do classic beer styles which is hoppy's uh yeah, but, yeah sorry it's a boyfriend yeah. Oh, he said that. Look at that. Everyone's contributing. This is beautiful. Max, why did you immediately think, let's do a four-pack? I can't, so why not? <laughs> no, I, I, I just want to have fun, you know. Uh, we, we, as a business, uh, as a brewery owner, uh, we have a lot of stuff to think about, especially in the, in the past months. So uh, when I see, uh, when, when you talk to me about this idea, you know, it just keeps going up and going up like um, not like an auction but you know I, I just gave me the idea too and I was like okay so why not doing a four pack because we can so the, the, the idea w was great so uh, this is why I'm doing it you know I just want to have fun and to, to enjoy the, the enjoy the beer enjoy the process uh, share moments and uh, create new beers so it was it was all all in there, and it's awesome to have com four completely different beers in a four pack that have never been brewed before. You don't see that very often. 
um, you know, you'll see it once in a while, maybe if it, if something returning or what, and even then it's rare or like what PA does from the IPA podcast where he has his own kind of configured um, four pack, but this is, yeah, it, but this is completely um, kind of original and, and a lot of fun that we were able to do this and that you were willing to do this for us. So then the traditional idea came from Gab's boyfriend, which is sick. So I remember even like, let's talk about the pro- process of like allocating a style. Like when we were picking them, maybe we were, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were like, all right, let's do a crispy, a stout, and uh, an IPA, and then like a sour. I think we wanted to do something balanced. Uh, and also, also, I think I wanted to create something that I would buy. Was and 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 honestly, like the whole process of this whole thing was very smooth. I feel like we all have big personalities, but we actually really went through this super uh, with lots of uh, democracy and and respect and. Um, listening to each other but kevin really knows what sells so so does max obviously too but kevin actually sells beer day to day so so it's interesting he was like fuck a sour we don't want any sour <laughs> yeah i think because we were allocating all the different ones i got it i didn't i didn't want to do it it was i think we went with the goza because i think what we were doing if it was a goza and i didn't mind the idea but i wasn't in love with it and i think we because we we're like all right who wants the stout and i think gabby took the stout to start and who wants the crispy i think noah took that and then matt you must have got the ipa and then i was like well all right i guess i'll take the sour and like i wasn't stoked about it but i was like cool for the sake of the project you know um let's keep it going so i think what happened is we we're like you know what let's start again here's the different start what does everyone want to do and I think that's when we kind of, Gab was like, well, I still want to do a stout. I think that's what happened. So that worked out good. I wanted the crispy anyway, so I took that. Um, and I remember Noah specifically, yours is a, a super interesting one because it was something that we don't see period anywhere, um, which I think, I guess, I don't know if you want to talk about it yet or we'll wait till we get to it at, at the end. I liked the idea of doing something that... Um isn't either done often anymore or hasn't been done in like a really long time. Um, and so I've been thinking about, you know, future collabs with people and, and beer styles that I might want to try and do uh, or suggest to do. And um, the idea of an American strong is something I haven't had in a really long time. Um, and I don't even know if they've ever really been done in Quebec that I can remember. So it was a fun, um, fun idea and max was on board even though you you'd never had one before i don't think eh? i think the, the only one i ever got which was the inspiration was the arrogant bastard from stone brewing company but you know it's been a few years since i drink that beer so i was like okay <laughs> let's, let's do this the next so basically that's how i guess how it started as far as like everyone picking the styles and i don't believe we all kind of in, like did things with each other's beer did we guys like a no you guys had you had i had no say in what you guys did and i trust you guys to know what you guys want and i absolutely trust max to to make a good beer at the end of the day so i think we provided some feedback in terms of like if someone suggested something that just really didn't seem to fit in the groove but you're right in that we didn't like try and control what the other person wanted to do. Do we want to talk about the concept? I, I feel like an outsider in the beer world because I'm 
if people don't know who I am that are listening, I'm the singer of Cryptopsy, which is a internationally renowned death metal band. I've been in the band since 2007. The band's been in existence since the early 90s. Um, lots of fame. I've toured across the globe. Uh, my first album with the band was uh, not received very positively. So I didn't know that. I got eaten alive on the net, death threats. But I'm not surprised. Like you're not surprised, not surprised I got death threats. But <laughs> no, but it, it's because you you are the new one. Yeah, and yeah. People was... really don't like to change. No, to change so. It was also a dramatic change in directions. I started doing some clean vocals in Cryptopsy, which was not a, a very acceptable thing at the time, uh, albeit now everyone in death metal does clean vocals, but Cryptopsy back in 2008 was avant-garde as always. So coming from that world and coming from that experience in my life, um, I am a fly on the wall in many beer groups uh, on the internet. I do not comment. I do not post. I do not write on anything except for friends stuff but um i thought it was just so goddamn toxic and i love beer and i, I it's a huge passion in my life and i love creating things and to watch people just demolish people's creations for the sake of a laugh i thought was hurtful and, and very painful so this is really where the idea came from that beer was invented to be enjoyed and and, and that is really what the concept of the whole project was I don't know if anyone else wants to take this in another direction, but for myself, this is really where this concept came from. And I know that Kevin has his own view of this because he has a uh, a person that has a craft beer store that sells beers, perception of the scene. Uh, Craig, you have a perception being the OG of craft beer podcasts here. Uh, and beerism is the craft beer blog. Uh, Hoppy B, you got so much shit for just the fact of not being a man. And and it you know I that's there's a reason why I included all of you so so uh, take take it in the direction you guys want to take. Before uh, before I was uh, a girl in the beer scene, I was a mu I, I'm still a musician, but I I was uh, I have been a drummer for like 13 years, but I I can't count the time that I. I was going to to do a show, so I'm a, I am in the backstage, and guys asking me and girls too if I am a groupie. I was like, I'm not a groupie. I I am the drummer. <laughs> oh my god! So in the beer dis industry, it's just it's the same things. Like people, it's like, oh, is it Emil who writes your review, or you just do the picture, or Emil do the picture? No man, it's just me. I can. Why not? So I want that people just talk about beer because literally no one come to talk to me about beer. Like everyone come to talk to me. Hey, do you see uh, this? Do you see what these people say? Oh my God, she look like you. She image you. I don't give a fuck. Why? Like when when I do podcasts or whatever, nobody talk about beer can we talk about beer please that's why they, they want the drama from you for some reason yeah exactly i don't know it's because my name is bitch but people really like to come to me and bitch <laughs> bitching about the other people i'm like okay 
because she knows way more about beer than I know about beer. And I will say that publicly right now. How about you, uh, Craig? Craig, what was your, your, your mindset about all of this? When, when I pitched the idea to you and the concept? Well, yes. Yeah, so I, I got multiple, just, just like, it sounds like we've all got multiple experience. Obviously I do music. I do hip hop uh, music. My brother and I left Australia because the way that we rap was unacceptable. We were always ostracized within the Australian uh, scene because of the way we sounded when we rapped. And uh, if you didn't be like, yo, fucking like you really exaggerated Australian accent. Like they, they didn't like it. It was really weird. I never aligned with that then. So I went through that toxicity in the rap scene and then, you know, and I got pretty heated, not like physical, but it got, you know, wasn't pleasant. So when, when I discovered beer, it was like, I was just like, this is so cool. It's such a nice escape from music because I don't have to stress about all this drama and blah, blah, blah. So then I went through a thing. I won't go into major detail, but in 2016, I had a bit of a, I was the bad guy. I was canceled uh, by the Ontario craft beer scene. Shouts to y'all. Um, because of the using a word that is, uh, you know, native to my culture that people here didn't uh, take kindly to. And instead of discussing it either way. So I, I went through it. I had a bit of drive. Everything's sort of all come around because you can't deny the impact that we've had at the point at early. That was an earlier on thing. And we came, my friend was my co-host, but I copped it, not really him. And it was, you know, people just wanted someone to be the bad guy. They want drama, as sort of Gab was talking about as well. So I saw that and it was pretty disheartening for me, to be honest. I, I was really upset about it because I was like, all these people were piling on, basically called me the devil when I didn't even know they existed. So I'm like, okay, interesting. And it, it sort of changed the way I saw everything. So yes, I was, I've been on the receiving end of that toxicity and I've seen it here, but I don't, I don't participate in it. Just kind of like you, Matt, I'm in all the groups and stuff. I don't, I only chat in my group chats with all the you guys. I watch stuff. I'm in the Facebook groups. I'll see what they're saying. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to go. I don't want to argue with people on the internet about whether smoothies are beer because obviously they are and no one's wrong. But, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it's just, th this resonated with me a lot. So yes, I definitely experienced it. Obviously the positive experiences significantly outweigh any negativity, but we do have to acknowledge it. And, you know, this project obviously is, is about that. Whoever else, uh, Max, Kev, Noah, whoever wants to jump in, if, if any experiences you guys have had. Um, I think for me, the, the project is kind of like twofold. Um, on the one hand, uh, the, the, to the toxicity stuff, similar stuff that you're saying, but then on the other hand too, like even beyond people um, treating each other badly, but just taking anything too seriously is like, it, that's, that's part of the fun of it, right? Like, that's what we're six people on a podcast talking about beer. So maybe it isn't just beer if we take it seriously enough to fucking do a six person podcast about it. But um, just that like, like the whole trading scene is, is just this like laughable insanity when, when you're like creating formulas around like black, you know, secondary market value for this and how much like it's just, it's just beer, you know what I mean? Like, calm the fuck down. Um, like, I don't mind spending extra money or hunting something down or driving a little further or what. Like, that's fine. But when you're you're making calculations and you're trading across the world just to try something that you is only marginally better than something you can get up the street, then it's a little weird. Um, so, like, I think part of the, this project for me was just like, like, calm the fuck down. It's just beer. But then, like, with the toxicity stuff, um, more and more, I've I've been getting, I think, closer 
into a lot of the drama because now that I'm, I believe the house, I get to know a lot of people and I'm seeing like all these and I'm fucking involved and it's um, weird um, because I think at the end of the day, sometimes people just are bored or whatever, or they just take something that they love and they have to, I don't know, create drama around it because they just, those are the types of people. Um, So it's, it's, it's tough at times, but at the same time, like, that's only part of it and there's so much positivity in the scene um kevin as as a, as a retail side of the toxicity well we're definitely going to dance into the positive side of things if people are listening right now wondering why we're big going so deep into the negativity is because everything's about balance but from a, a retail perspective what sucks is um beer is really cool right now is the coolest ever you know we have lots of breweries coming up lots of good ideas lots of of uh bright labels and everything so beer is cool it's fun and all so you have a lot of new people that come and that came into that world like from the past few years and um everybody wants it wants the best everybody wants what's hot and because of that Lots of people think they know beer and like they know beer because they drink the hype and the this and the that. Um, it becomes to a point where tell me what you're drinking. I'm going to tell you if you're cool or not. And you can drink whatever you want, man. And just because it's not a specific logo on the can doesn't mean that beer is good or not. It's up to you. It's up to drinking it and discover it. And we have to fight. Uh, almost every day to towards having a good mix of really interesting beer. You need the hype, you need like the non hype beer, which is all absolutely beautiful. And it happens a lot. Like when people come into a store, they ask if we have a certain specific super hype beer and we don't, and they just left. And it's 2022, man. The A's you want, you have like another 15 products that have the same type of A's, even maybe more complexity than the one you were looking for. And they left because we're not cool. They're like, we don't have that beer they want. It sucks a lot. This is not, this is not the way to drink beer. You can just enjoy, try a new one, and, uh, and that's it. Max, on, on the brewer's side of things, um, the negativity, um, the concept of the project, was, was it something that, that interested you, tackling the concept of negativity, or was it just exciting to, to pair up with four content creators? The way I've learned to brew at the Microbrasserie des Beaupres, uh, Luc, Luc was uh, a mentor for me. And this guy just came from Dutiel and just started up this brew pub and like Côte de Beaupré and just, you know, didn't give a shit. He just won't do like skiing all day and brewing beers. It's a really good brewery that I still love from the bottom of my heart. And when you go there, the, the lineup is just like classic styles, but they are classic styles of beer. They are so well made. And this guy just... Don't give a shit, you know, he just want to do like good beers and like he just want to go out and do some skiing. So this guy had a lot of impact on me 
and you know following up with what we are doing with BG for the past few years we are kind of a complete opposite side but I'm right now I'm trying to bring back that, that simplicity um, you know for, for the brewery because uh, BG you know is eight years old and before I, I arrived they had they had you know begin a process work um of you know keep going and doing uh doing good beer and i really i really like what i saw from them but you know fighting the past five years um it's kind of a it's kind of a, a battle for your your survive literally and for the past like two or three years we we've we fought with like toxicity of people that said like, okay, this is, this is shit. So uh, it's a, it's a good beer for a shitty brewery or some kind of stuff. So you, even if you could make the, the best, the best beer in the world, uh, people would say like some, some people, because it's a really small portion of, of people. And they would say, oh, it's a pretty good beer for a shitty brewery. So like, uh, 3.5 on, on on tap so you come okay guys so <laughs> so you just want to buy a logo man or why are you drinking beer like do you drink it for the experience yeah because uh this is my this is our mission you know we want to do uh you know good beers uh like go further with some you know some experience when you just crack a can or uh, like a, a bottle and to, you know with our barrel age program uh this is the, the place i think where it, it hit the most uh we're trying to do projects by flavors and not by styles and you know we just right now right now it's really good the people the perception of people are kind of uh, really good and we enjoy it but it took like a couple of years to to came back because we were not new we, we didn't have that effect you know we just had to fight with the with the past so this is why we came up with Beijing Blossom and this is where we are we are right now and then I'm trying to use uh, that tribute to 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 me you know to make more like crispy lagers more simple recipes and people want it right yeah now. if I could jump in on what Max said is like uh, a lot of the toxicity or the negative comportment behaviors we can see is from a really small portion of the of the beer scene. But this is the lowest part of the beer scene. Like we have absolutely lovely customers that comes and like they comes and they 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 were new to craft beer and now they're like kind of almost expert and they're like oh you're the expert. I'm like, no, you became the expert. I'm not. You you tried a lot of beer. You know what's up. And they have the, they are very humble because they're like they know their beer. They know what they like and not, and they're still like asking for suggestion because they don't know, because some people are talking so loud. They don't have space for them because this is they don't know that they should like this beer or not because somebody says it was shit, and. And it sucks because it's only like little portion. That's what I wanted to add to uh, what Max said, you know. I like what you said too. Are you buying a logo or are you buying a beer? 
that, that that's something that's resonating with me. And also, uh, should I like this beer? That's so key, man, because that's what you're thinking. You're like, are the, the fucking beer people online saying, All right, this is cool enough? Should I like it? Like, can I like something that they don't like? That's such a good point, man. The opposite side. And like, obviously, we, we, we laid in heavy about the negative aspects of the beer scene, which is a part of this project. But we also love the scene, which is why we think that we sh- should focus a lot on that. So let's name on some aspects as to what uh, is so positive. For myself, obviously, it's this beautiful family that I've discovered mainly throughout the, pandem- the pandemic, which is a true blessing. Uh, I'm very lucky to have gotten so close to so many people, whether it be brewers, um, fellow craft beer media peeps. Uh, how about for you guys? What 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 makes you feel good about the craft beer scene and what should we be focusing on instead of all this negative stuff? Because it is just beer. Yeah, it's a good one. I agree with you, man. Honestly, the people have been like so cool. And it's interesting because sometimes I look at this, I'm like, we are be our media, we're making content. I mean, we would, you know, I can't remember who it was. Someone was joking before about the fact that we're taking, you know, six of us. No, Noah, I think said it when there's like six of us, how serious are we taking this? But like, we love beer enough to make content for it. And then other people, like in any other industry, we, we shouldn't technically kind of be friends as far as we're all competitors as such, but no one, the, the, the brewers that have set the standard for that, all the brewers are friends. Then us became friends. Like I know Noah for for a long time, and and it's been really cool to you know he's the OG here and getting friends with him and learning. And he taught me a ton, and you know. And then Matt, we connect. I think it was 2019, and Gab, we only met I guess last year, um, and Kevin, I guess we only met last year. And then Max, I, we met in 2020 when like Noah told me about BG. We were doing a thing with the Quebec City Tourism Board. And he's like, yo, make sure you go to BG, bro. They're doing some crazy shit right now. And I was like, okay, I knew the, the brand. And for sure. But either way, you know, it was, it was kind of cool the way all this stuff, you know, we, we talk every day. Or, you know, beer was my side project, just like it, I can speak to Matt for sure. And probably Gabbett was as well. Um, and it's become an equal main thing in my life and knowing all y'all. And there's a bunch of, you know, similar people that we we speak to daily. And then the other cool part is the breweries, like dudes like Max. Now we're in these multiple group chats. We're just talking shit every day. And um, there's a bunch of different brewers that like you're commenting on stuff online. And and, and there's this like organic community because the from the brewer side, you guys don't have to embrace us by any means. And you do these things like this, like I was saying earlier, this is like, you know, money, time, energy, effort to do this. And, and you know, I... I, I imagine that's because you see value in what all of us kind of do, but I just think it's so dope that like, I don't know that it's like this one little passion for this ridiculous liquid that gets us drunk uh, has brought us all sort of together. And that is like extremely valuable. Like I really, I really love it. I, you know, I own a business. I, I very much respect entrepreneurialism and I know what it takes to do what Max is doing, to do what Kevin's doing, to put your money up and to, to run these businesses and, I don't know, man. It's just been super cool for me. Uh, I've learned a lot from everybody and I just, I value, I value this experience much more than I ever thought I would when I just was like, man, the rap scene's doing my head and let me just say the C word and talk about beer a bit. And here we are seven years later, you know, it's cool. I mean, I've been kind of connected, I guess, for about 10 years in the beer scene here. Um, One of the first people I ever interacted with was Guillaume. Levando from who works at Multi Hops, who used to be 
well, still is Lurbier Jedi, but for me, he was always like the original, one of the original uh, Quebec beer bloggers. Um, and when I first started, he was one of the first people to like comment on my stuff. So, you know, like just having that, that one person kind of like validate that you're doing something that has some kind of value. Um, and then it, and then just going from there, you know, and, and the, the scene back then was smaller. So it was harder to like dive into it or discover it or figure it out. Um, and then, but, but that, that thing has just been growing steadily. Um, I mean, most of my, or a good portion of my friends now are, are, from the beer scene, uh, definitely see them more than I do, do my older friends or whatever, my family even at this point. Um, so, you know, just, and, and just like the welcomingness behind it too, right? Or like, I, I, I'm a guy who's from Montreal who writes in English in Quebec about beer. And I don't think anyone's ever said shit to me about it. Like, which is, so impressive given the history of, of language and in this province and all of that. And like no one ever really caring uh, about that component of it. Uh, oh, like if I always felt very welcoming in that way. Um, and just meeting new people and exploring and diving into things and just having fun and just silliness and be able to write a whole article we get to make fun of you all terribly, <laughs> and then you smile about it after. Um, I would say the positive side is like we have a really, really creative uh, state for beer. Like I don't know if there's any rank into the world, but I think Quebec is pretty active, and not being just active, being really good. And you can you can have like products every week or two weeks we have new products that are pushing the limits of what we know or going back to classics uh the quality is amazing and people even for me still like i'm super happy like a kid on a christmas day when i'm receiving like shipments i'm like oh shit this is a new one i like and and it's for me. And then the customers, they are super happy to see what's up, what's new, what's interesting this week. And it's really fun to, to be able to bring um, a selection of beer to uh, our people in our neighborhood, you know? And this is what creates something different. And this is why people like to come to our place. We talk about the beer. We, we say, we talk freely about the beer. And this is what's good about it, you know? We like the idea between connecting people with the beer and their, for their parties, for after work or anything, you know? Just just having fun with it, being real, being humans. That's what I like about it. The positive side, you know, of, uh, of the, the Quebec craft scene uh, is just what brings me there. You know, I just saw an opportunity in life to to have fun uh, doing what I want and, you know, just, uh, just having it as a job. And it obviously it's more than just a job because we met people along, uh, along the way. And in example at BG, I, I joined them be uh, because uh, Pierre Hugo was there. Pierre Hugo was 
uh, a friend of mine that I discovered. Uh, we just met at the Barbary, and and we just decided to be partner to join the, the experience and to have fun along the way. Uh, be be creative, uh, but f- fun is the is the prince. Uh, it's kind of the main thing all along the way because you had so many as a, as a brewery owner we had so many like uh, uh Quebec old laws uh, you know Reste Quebec and uh, you know RCG and that kind of stuff that are so boring all I want as a, as a brewery owner, owner is to have fun like this project create something like funky something new something positive with you know I, I had a so much fun like talking with you uh, in the chat uh sometime i was like i just missed like an hour and i was like oh shit 90 messages <laughs> only read messages i was like okay i'm gonna keep it for later because you know <laughs> you guys were all texting like yeah 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 you you were you were like friendly bitching each other and but it, the but the the fun part was that we we all want the same objective it's like the 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 success of the project and to have fun along the way so it's a really good example of why i am doing it uh for me well before before i was a pubish i was myself (laughs) of course gabrielle's on instagram and um i i'm in the beer industry for seven years i think uh, my fun uh, at this moment, I don't really know beer, but my my fun was to travel. So I do like 130 brewery, I think. I stopped counting. So my fun was to go to the brewery, but at this moment, I, I didn't. I was not buying beer because I was um, I was in Quebec City. And if you live to Limoilou, you have like six breweries uh, on the same street. So I always have a lot of um, of going to the brewery and the bre- the brewer, the, the, the boss, the proprietor <laughs> was always very um, nice. And so I was starting to m- l- more like beer like beer more okay sorry for that um (laughs) i'm tired (laughs) and um so i started to put on my personal instagram beer but i was too a musician i was too um i am the the the, i i have um a company a bad bomb company so i put bad bone i put kids i put cats so one of my friends told me, why don't you become an influencer? We want free beer. I was like, shut up. I will never do that. Two years after my friend told me that we were uh, in the Noctem, uh, I remember. And um, so I decided to start uh, Up a Bit just for fun. Uh, and I do it. I, honestly, I was thinking I was going to have uh, 100 uh, followers and after one day i got 500 followers i was like hey what the fuck is happening
Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about how we promote this stuff. It was a, it was a whole... Um, from the beginning, we knew that we would have something organized. We knew that we would uh, come up with an idea together. I'm very lucky that uh, Chris Kells from The Agonist, who does a lot of video stuff for Vox and Hops, and me got drunk at Brewski in October and wanted to come up with an idea together to promote something together. He had this idea, and I knew that would be perfect for Sejusabiayo. So that's what we did. Let's talk about the promotion of this project and uh, what steps we took to make it happen. We could start with uh, the experience of hanging out together and talking smack um, at Turbo House. Shout out to Turbo House for letting us film there because they're amazing. Um, let's talk about filming that promo stuff and how that all came to be. That was so much fun. Um, it was at a time where things were just about to start opening up, but they hadn't yet. So we hadn't seen people for a while. And so we went to Turbo House uh, while they were closed and sat in a circle, but pretty far away from each other. So it was safe and all that. But it was, you know, the idea. I don't want to. I don't want to steal anyone like the thunder behind like the actual idea. I'd love. So it's it's a play on that '70s show, which is the scene in the basement where. With every episode, yeah, or often where they would end up getting high together and then the camera would shift from one person to the other or whatever. But uh, for me, it was just such a blast to like come up with ad lib insults for each other. Like that was one of the most entertaining times I've had in a very long time. We did, it was a little bit of work too, it was four or five hours long sitting in that one chair and just like doing take after take and we had a few meetings i think we had two three meetings to to, like fuck around what we were going to do and we had to be and then i'll let craig pick up on this is uh the pc police on ourselves because there's certain limits that we wanted to poke we're basically being parodies of ourselves is is what we wanted it to be and we wanted to poke fun on the toxicity in the scenes via the parodies of ourselves but we had to be careful about what is pc uh with my experience of cryptopsy your experience of what happened with you in the past and what's going on with the cancel culture right now we wanted to be very aware of what was acceptable even if it's we're just making fun of each other because i had been in the situation where i had been in 
the, the hot seat before. I didn't want any of us to deal with that shit because of something that was so positive because so many people, so many brands would have been affected. And I, I kind of, I think if this was in Ontario, I think it'd be a different situation. I think we're fortunate in Quebec, people aren't as uptight maybe is the word, uh, which in hindsight is valuable. Um, but it was, it was really fun experience doing this thing and sort of, you know, we had the meetings and figured it out and we're like, I hope people understand that we're just fucking around. We're not, you know, we're not attacking each other and actually recording it was, I, I found it really difficult because I genuinely love all you guys and I didn't want to, I, I had trouble making fun of you. Like it was hard for me. It was just difficult. Like obviously me and Kevin tell each other terrible things all day long on here, but every time I see Kevin, we hug. And it's, you know, obviously the, the, the fun of making you know, me and, and, and another group chat, it's me and Noah going at each other all the time and stuff like that. So it's like fun, but we, when you're saying it to someone's face that you don't mean it, I found it difficult, but I thought all of you guys did such an exceptional job. Like you guys cracking the fuck up. All of you did such a great job. Gab, you were so funny as well. Like, cause you were opposite, Gab was opposite me. So I couldn't really see you most of the time because the camera was in the way. So I really got to see it after like watching. And I'm the- small. So, <laughs> Oh, do you remember I was sitting on a big, uh, be- sure. Because uh, we had to be like, the same height. You had to be yeah. same height when he <laughs> rotated. Yeah, that's funny. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, but me too. I was feeling very like I was so 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 anxious. Um, I was asking um, to my friend to talk shit about you, and I was writing. I don't know what to say about them. And one of my friends say, uh, my boyfriend say, yeah, but. You can talk about Noah just doing some black black background. I never think about it. I'm just it's just the picture that he did. But oh yeah, finally it was so funny. Or um yeah, I don't know. But what the other thing that anyways, so I I have to ask my friend because I didn't know what to say. And like I'm I'm not very good when um I I was mannequin, so I'm okay with the camera, but not the, the, the movie camera. So. But it was just so fucking funny, man. Like, all of y'all were just so funny, and I felt like we were all, ner- like, obviously all of us have experience in front of cameras. But, like, it was a different type of situation, and I knew that because we're all friends, all we had to do was do it for five minutes, ten minutes, a few tests, and then we get in the swing of it. And I found that we did that. Obviously, Kevin came in at the end, so he, you know, you had to come and get used to it, like, even though your scene was at the end, you know, you were like, man, like, come on, you guys have been doing this for like three hours. I came in here right now. And that, that was a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what was your mindset when you came in? I've never asked you this question. Well, we took the Metro home that night and I went to bed and I was like buzzing and I had a hard time going to sleep. But well, what was your mindset when you walked in and you watched us? Dude, uh, I thought you guys had script or you were just like so, so focused into it. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't be doing that shit like i was hiding with me I'll, uh yeah but like same took a while i'm like oh this is fun i'm making fun of you guys okay you fuck up your line and everything and then i'm like oh i have to say the last line uh didn't do shit for like three hours i'm like oh the stress uh, i was just screaming bushy bushy and I was thinking, oh my god, my mom will hate me so much. 
and you had to do that line a bunch of times because it was a long one so you had to like and and what it, it comes back to the chat we're having you know and like everybody is like respectful uh, respectful sorry about each other and and during the the filming was the same same stuff you know nobody was like um crossing boundaries or anything everybody was really like polite and like okay this is fun we need we need to do it by like, like the next hour and what went super good for that you know it shows in the video thanks to chris but like it shows like you guys did a great job how about you max um did you feel did you know that we would give you something like this did you ever imagine that we would give you a promotional tool such as what we did did you ever imagine that uh honestly uh, chris did a really good job on this one um i didn't expect anything at all you know the, the whole meeting was set up in montreal i was still in quebec pretty busy and i was like okay cool they're going to make a video nice and on based on that 70 show and i was like okay cool and you guys just put the whole concept into it and the more i the more i watch it like uh on repeat and the more i was like getting more the subtle things and i was like okay yeah yeah i like i like how, how you guys uh just act for the show and i kind of say uh i really enjoy uh watching you matt uh doing like your shit like so positive like oh yeah 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 <laughs> you, you you were like kind of like you didn't give a shit at all what, what they were saying you were like oh shit have you seen his uh, her post and like black metal velvet <laughs> yeah and and to be honest uh, i don't know how the, the person did ever notice that you know uh craig was was talking about the vegemity like the yeah i mean i i never understood that at all it was like kind of too fast and too like like if you had a potato in your mouth man i was like <laughs> okay i didn't get it at all but the, the whole the whole film was like really cool and we had a lot of fun watching it at beijing you know what's fun about it is like people thought at like 90% that it was like a next podcast or a series of like shitting on each other's or on product on beer because what about that what's beautiful about c'est juste la bière it totally makes sense and like people are like oh wait it's a four pack I'm like yeah always been <laughs> that's fun because people are like resonating with the fact that it's just beer from uh, a lot of side people love to see each other shitting on Susie and everything because they feel the same way. And this is where C'est Just La Bière is like really important. You know, people are like connecting to it. They are connecting to the fun we had and they're connecting to, to the message of it. Uh, next step, I want to talk about Ramai, obviously. Branding, just so damn good, so easy. Um, Max, I discovered Ramai thanks to you. Um, I love him, and and this can is like an, an assembly of lots of our implications. Obviously, Craig and I have the same beer face. You had sent me the the, the first 
options of what it was going to be, and I obviously chose my metal face. Th there was another option of, of me with a very happy face that I didn't like. But the colors were this, and Kevin said it should be these colors. So so let's talk about the creation of the, the can art and uh, Ramey Lasser illustrations. Uh, Ramey is fucking amazing. You've been working with him for a long time. Let's talk about the creation of everything that came into the branding of the cans. Yeah, uh, Ramey is, um, you know, is kind of our key, key part for our recent success. And I have so much fun working with him. Uh, Romain is kind of a creative guy. You know, if we keep focus on the, the process of the whole thing, the whole project, uh, Romain he likes to work with us because he get that creative and that, you know, that I think that line where he, we, we, we like funky things, like we like to explore like we we, we don't want uh, to to cross the 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 the, the, the social line you know uh, that that could get us in trouble but sometimes with names we like to play with you know some 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 line this is a good project i'm happy that you know six months is typically how long it takes for me to accomplish things i'm very happy that this is happening has come to fruition i'm proud of it the beers are amazing uh you guys couldn't be any better amazing content creators very happy to be a part of it with you kevin you know i love you i come and talk to you at least three times a week lots of love to you all max you killed it on the beers i had no doubt on that um let's see what what people think about this and let's make amazing things together in the future Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate this. First off, I want to give a massive shout out and a big thanks uh, to Craig from BAOS Podcast for hooking me up with the audio for this episode. I was supposed to record this episode during a Thirsty Thursday virtual hang live interview, but I uh, couldn't do it. I got sick and I just couldn't physically conduct an interview. So Craig very nicely gave me the audio from his episode which also comes out today, and you should go check that out to see the long form of this interview. I basically cut up his interview to create this episode. So massive cheers to Craig. Thank you so, so much for hooking me up. I appreciate it very, very much. Important message, important collab. It's just beer. It's supposed to be fun. There's too much drama. Uh, if you can get your hands on this killer four-pack of beer, uh, which is only available here in Quebec, you should absolutely try to do that because these beers are amazing. BG, Brasserie Urbain, Max, and the rest of the crew outdid themselves. I am so damn stoked about this project. I also want to give an extra shout-out to Chris Kells for filming the promo video that we made for this project. We had so much fun filming. Uh, also, shout-out to Turbo House for letting us shoot the promo video there. And one more extra shout-out to Mihela Petrescu for shooting killer pictures while we filmed that promo video. So many amazing people all working together for the common theme of enjoying beer for the sake of having fun because beer should be fun. It's just beer, c'est juste la bière. 
Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive two emails a month, which will include all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You'll get to see all the information for any episodes which I dropped. You will also get to see the album reviews, which the album review crew have released recently. And you'll get to see which bands Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. You'll also get a little glance at any future projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. I'd hate for you to miss a single thing, so sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious rest of the week. I have one more episode, which will be dropping on Friday. Three episodes this week. It's a big week. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing <laughs> so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts thank you <laughs>